Welcome to the Cannaboom Podcast. We are focused on cannabis and CBD for wellness, and in each episode, we talk with an expert who really knows their space. I've been curious about dry herb vaping for a long time, so I was glad to finally connect with Troy Reddington of 420vapezone.com. We met at Troy's studio in Southern California, where he showed me some of his favorite vaporizers among the 300 or so he has, and we talked about the advantages of dry herb vaping. There is a harm reduction angle to this. If you've been a cannabis smoker and would rather keep smoke out of your lungs, you might want to check out dry herb vaping. Or if you want more control over your cannabis experience and you wouldn't mind stretching your budget a little bit, you'll find some good information in this show. Whether you're a subscriber or a first-time listener, please stop by and see us at Cannaboom with a K.com. We're focused on how cannabinoids and CBD can help you achieve better wellness and how to find CBD that's trusted and reliable. If you like the podcast, please subscribe and please leave a review so other people can find the show. You can also ask your smart speaker to play the Cannaboom podcast and hopefully it'll come up. And here's my interview with Troy Reddington. Cannabis is booming and Cannaboom is on it. Welcome to the Cannaboom podcast, where we interview experts on the changing story of humans, health, and hemp. From San Diego, here's your host, Tom Stacy. Hey, it's Tom. Welcome back to the Cannaboom Podcast. Today, I'm really pleased to talk with Troy Reddington of 420 Vape Zone. How you doing, Troy? Good. How are you doing today? Really good. Uh, really glad to have this episode because um, as we talked a little before we got on, there's so much um, misunderstanding around dry vaporizers, and you are really into it. I've never seen anybody who's, who's as into it as you are. So really glad to connect and help our audience get educated about this. Um, tell us about 420 Vape Zone, how you got started, and how it's going. Sure. Uh, and you're right. I, I am really into it. I, I fell in love with uh, dryer vapes when I started using uh, marijuana medicinally. Uh, I started with with the vape cartridges, and I, I couldn't I couldn't get the strain dosage. Like I, I was using for ADHD, and I wanted a, a strong sativa to help me focus, and I couldn't really rely on the carts. And I didn't want to go back into smoke because uh, I have kids and family, and my wife is an artist, and she's always bringing professionals around, and I didn't want to have the the smoky smell. And I looked into dryer vapes, and I I immediately fell in love with the, the variety and all of the different uh, experiences that are out there and the impact from them. You can you can get more out of your marijuana, get more taste and more impact and less smell. And you can actually get high on your marijuana twice with a, with a dryer vape because you can you can vape your weed and then you can save your leftovers and, and eat it when you're when you collect it and it's just a whole scene. I really I really uh, fell in love with it. So there's a lot to unpack there, and you know one of the things you said about the cartridges, you never know exactly what's in those, right? I mean, when you have a dry herb vaporizer, you're grinding your herb, you know where it came from, you know if you got it at the dispensary that it's clean, no pesticides or, or residues, but you don't know that about a cartridge. Right, that's exactly it. And furthermore, I mean, with cartridges, the more you dive into it, if you uh, start researching where they're coming from and how they're made, they're literally being made as cheap as possible like, like the people that are growing weed and turning their product into a recreational or medicinal cannabis they can get the most of their product by going cartridges so their their crop is worth the most as cartridges because all of the byproducts and all of the waste are are often worked into the product so they're it's just less of a quality and less work so it's more profit but it's not good for the consumer. We all remember 2019, that summer when there was a rash of vaping. The vape scare. Yeah, illnesses and people were dying. 
and it had been about 10 years of vaping being accepted, and then all of a sudden it was, oh, that's not so good. Many of us have forgotten about that with the COVID scare since, more than a scare, the reality of it. When you're vaping a flower, though, you're actually getting real vapor, not an aerosol, which is what you're getting in a vape cartridge, right? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the terminologies are, are often argued, and uh, sometimes I'm not sure for the right reasons because of the whole vape is a four-letter word thing. But, but yeah, when, you, when you're vaping dry herb, you're choosing the strain, you're choosing the nug, you're taking the, the quality flower, uh, and you're able to have full control of it. You can, you can switch from vaping Blue Dream to Sour Diesel to Jack Hayes, you know, just bowl to bowl to bowl, unlike a cartridge where you're, you're, you're locked into a, a half gram or a gram of whatever it is in that oil. And can you talk about the difference between incinerating the plant material and heating it up to the boiling point? Yeah, yeah. So combustion, when you when you spark, when once once your your cannabis has been combusted, you're you're really only able to consume like twenty to twenty six percent of the THC and active cannabinoids. The rest is all destroyed, uh, unless you're smoking a joint. In which case, the heat from the the joint actually vaporizes some of the herb in the, the joint. It's kind of a, a paper vaporizer. But when you're when you're vaporizing it with, with thermal extraction, so when you pack your herb into a, a dry herb vaporizer and heat it up, you're able to extract and consume 70 to 90% of the active THC and cannabinoids. Nothing gets destroyed. Nothing gets wasted. The, the cannabinoids are brought up to a boiling point uh, in, in a controlled environment, not... It doesn't get overshot. It doesn't doesn't have any flame to to ruin anything. There are no no carcinogens. There are no none of the the benzenes and other harmful uh, and sedative effects, which is why it feels so different. A lot of times when people switch to dry herb vapes, they don't feel quite as stoned, and that's because they don't have those sedatives and those benzenes, those things that you're not supposed to have. <laughs> you know. So more of a clearer, kind of sharper high. Yeah, yeah. And then you can adjust the temperature too, right, up and down. So tell us about that. Is that are you accessing different terpenes at different boiling points? Is that, you are yeah. com- completely, and and that's really where the magic begins because you know the whole indica hybrid sativa thing is kind of bullshit. You know, I mean the labels make sense and the effects are are definitely correlated, but in reality, cannabis has like 120 plus different cannabinoids and terpenes, and those different uh, entourage effects of those combinations of terpenes, those are really what decides how you're affected, whether it's a mental high or a sleepy high. And I mean, those those terpene profiles correlate with different strains, but it's not necessarily a science. And, and I mean, it's a science, but each, each, each terpene, each cannabinoid has different uh, effects and different boiling points. So when you're taking a, a dryer vape and vaping at 370 Fahrenheit, you're you're limiting your your experience to just the terpenes and cannabinoids that would boil off at 370 or below. So anything that is above that range stays in your in your product, and you don't you don't vaporize those cannabinoids. So you you can kind of customize your high if you yeah. know what those effects are. It sounds like it requires you to be a little more active in your experience. Um, so you're paying attention to what the strain does to you, and also at the, the different boiling points, what your experience is? A little bit. I mean, everybody is affected differently, and everybody wants 
different effects from their cannabis. Some people want focus. Some people want to be stoned. So it kind of it kind of goes in based on your intent. A lot of people do keep journals. A lot of people do vape differently. Uh, some some people will use certain types of vaporizers at night because those vaporizers are more likely to to provide that uh, sedative or stony effect. Because these vaporizers, uh, not only can the effect be tailored based on temperature, but each of these vaporizers also have their own kind of vaporizer signature. So. Like all, all these vapes on the wall won't deliver the same high, even if you load them with the same weed and vape them at the same temperature. Now, is that partly conduction versus convection, or is it the airway, or is it a combination of factors? It's it's a combination. I mean, the, the materials definitely play a huge role. So things like glass will give you a really, really pure and clean tasting. They won't they won't impart any flavors, and they won't mute any flavors. Uh, while materials like ceramic. Uh, sometimes we'll we'll mute some flavors. We'll, they'll strip some flavors, and they're really subtle. But when you're comparing a whole bunch of products with the same same cannabis, then some of these little subtle differences start to start to shine. So the deeper you get into it, the the more of a uh, it, it sounds like wine. Like you know, there are, there are a lot of subtleties. Or, or to a good cup of espresso. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Really, there is, and and that's kind of why I fell in love with it. All of the differences uh, between them uh, present like a, a, a labyrinth of, of confusion, and I like I like those types of challenges for one, and I also like helping people with those types of challenges. Like I, I really really uh, get a lot of satisfaction out of understanding all of the vaporizers and then using that understanding to help people make better decisions. Like I don't I don't like to see people go out and buy 10 products before finding the one that they, they wanted the whole time because then they wasted money on 10 products. I really, really, really like being able to, to help people find that 11th product on their first product so they don't waste money on the first 10. Tell me about your audience. You're on YouTube and you have a website. Is your audience far into vaping or are they novices? Or So I initially started with just the enthusiasts. So I actually started as, as a vaporizer enthusiast and I just started blogging, reviewing the vapes that I that I like the most. And uh, the, the vaporizer enthusiast space is kind of what, what built me up. And when I when I tackled YouTube, I, I became the, uh, I don't know, the, the front door man. Like people, people started coming to me when they were brand new to the scene. So I kind of I kind of became the the guy the go to guy for for dryer vapes in the last couple of years. That's great. So, yeah. How, how big is your audience there? Do you know? Uh, YouTube is I think I just hit thirty seven thousand subscribers. Wow, that is substantial. Yeah. Is it an active community? Do you hear from them and they tell you what they like? And yeah, we're we're actually very active. We have active video sessions going on daily. There's probably 10 people in in the 420 vape zone discord right now uh vaping and just having a video sesh uh, maybe they're playing video games or whatever uh, we have probably 2,000 people in the discord that are constantly in and out uh, what's the what's the discord is that an online space yeah discord discord is a, an online platform it was initially built for gamers so you can connect with other gamers and stream your games and use it for for voice chat with with playing video games online but it's become more of a a community 
platform. So now people use the Discord for, for chatting, for talking about vapes, for video session and playing video games. You're up and down the ladder from beginners to hardcore enthusiasts. Yeah. What would you tell the person who's coming to it fresh how to step into this? Oh, wow. That, I, I, would, I would go into it thinking about what you want out of it rather than diving into making a decision right away. Like so many, so many people enter the, the vaporizer market with the decision being made because they'll see an ad, like they'll see a, an, an ad for the packs of vaporizer and they'll, they'll come into it and like, Oh, I, I, I want the packs and they'll, they'll watch my review and my packs review. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like the other reviewers where most people talk about their, their packs and say how great it is because packs pays like 75 bucks for an affiliate commission. So of course everybody's going to love it as an enthusiast. I don't love the packs. As I understand its values, but my, my PAX review is very much a, this is a good vape, but there's a whole bunch of other vapes that can do the exact same thing for less money. And there's a whole bunch of vapes for the same money that will do so much more. So I, I, I treat the PAX as like an entryway into the market. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think people should understand more of the market and all of the different experiences that are out there before jumping in. Because a lot of people will just jump in and buy a vape and then they realize, oh, this isn't what I'm looking for. I want something that I can rip through a bong. I want something that gets me high off of one hit. I don't want to vape for 10 minutes. You know, people people don't know that the vaping experience is kind of different. So when they jump in, they, they, they have a, a misunderstanding of the the expectations. So it takes a little bit of homework and a little research and some clarity on what, what's possible. I mean, a lot of us came to cannabis maybe we were at school and passing a joint around in, in a dorm room or in circumstances where it was a different place than we're at now where, where we can relax in our own home or, or whatever. So vaping, if you're not familiar with it, you can dial in your experience. You can make your flower go further. You don't have it to expose yourself to adulterants. There's a lot of benefits to it, but you have to understand that before you go and make a buying decision. Right now you do, yeah. yeah. The, the vape market is still relatively young, and so many vapes are developed by people who aren't even in the cannabis industry, to be honest. And that makes me sad. <laughs> I mean, it, that does, yeah. it does really make me sad. And, and a lot of the vapes that I love to promote is one of the reasons I like to promote them is because like this person is actually an active cannabis user or they're developing a product for cannabis users rather than developing a product for a market, you know, cause I, I've, I've consulted with a lot of these vape companies. They, they've hired me and they paid me a lot of money and they still didn't listen to my advice because my advice was geared towards making a vaporizer for vaporizer users and they're more interested in making a vaporizer that sells like the packs. You know, they want volume. They don't they don't care about what the vape user wants or what the cannabis industry needs for a vaporizer. They're more about what's going to sell in a head shop. So, right. It's it's a really big mismatch and I I'm, I'm I'm trying to fight that. Yeah. I, I want to fight that. Yeah. Different people want different things, but for a beginner, is there an ideal place to start? Right now there there I mean there are, but all of, all of those ideal places to start often come with asterisks. So like like this little vape that I set in front of you, this Dynavap vap cap, it's one of my favorite starter vapes. It's one of my favorite first-time vapes. 
a lot of people when they consume cannabis, especially when they're looking for a vaporizer, they're not looking to consume a lot. Like a lot of people first start looking for a, a vaporizer so they can microdose their cannabis, and the the Dynavap vap cap will work off of like 0. 0.05 gram or even 0. 0.15 gram. So it's it's a small amount. It's simple to use, and you can get all of the desired effects from it. You can get medicated off a small amount, and it's it's less than a hundred bucks. So if you are unhappy with it, you're not out three hundred bucks. You're not out of a car payment. You're you know, it's a pretty small investment, and it's a, a vaporizer that's made in America that will last a lifetime. It's made out of you know stainless steel, simple to use, torch powered. Yeah, no no battery required, so not much of a learning curve, as you say. And I mean, I guess you could do it with a like a bic lighter. You can. Yeah. It just takes longer. You, I mean, you can you could light it with a, a fireplace or a stove, or I like the induction devices. But even then, the the vap cap isn't a a natural. Um, migration of experience. So when you you take somebody that knows how to smoke, and knowing how to smoke isn't really a thing. Like keep that in mind. Like you nobody know, you don't you don't have to learn to smoke weed. You might have to learn how to roll a joint, or you might not know how to pack your bowl right. But for the most part, it's kind of straightforward. Figure it out. Vaping isn't like that. Like I saw you when you picked up that vap cap. I mean, you you kind of figured out that it's kind of like a one hitter, but. You knew enough to know that it's not. Yeah. The, uh, vapes vapes don't translate directly, and that's one of the big problems. And I think the vape the vaporizer industry, the people that are making vapes, still have some some progress to make. And this one, this other one that I set up, this Terp Torch, uh, as awkward and dangerous as it is, it's one of my favorites for sharing for a first timer because most people are familiar with ripping a bong. You know, you put your mouth over the bong. Piece and you, you you hold a lighter to it and you inhale hard and fast. Yeah, this is kind of the same way. You just inhale a bunch of air and the the terp torch pumps hot air through your your bowl as you inhale and it cranks out a, a big cloud of vapor that everybody's kind of expecting. You know, I think I think when you hand somebody a dry herb vape and they hit it and they don't get any vapor, I see the look of confusion <laughs> and like. They're like, oh, it tastes nice, and they're just kind of like, oh, I guess this is how vaping is. Sometimes you get a little vapor, sometimes you don't. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of nuances to it that are going to vary by the device, by the maybe by the flower. There's a lot to go into any session, I guess. So. Do you have favorites? I mean, you have kind of literally dozens of vaporizers here. <laughs> I think I have about 300. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have favorites. I use the the Mighty daily, so the, the Stores and Bickle Mighty. It's the, the bigger version of, of that one there, the Crafty Plus. Mm-hmm. I use it because it's simple and f- easy to frequent. Like I, can, like, I can take this Mighty, and I can vape three bowls in a row, and I can keep it going. I can, I can vape, and when, when it's done with the bowl, I can unload it and load another one and keep it going. Or I can pocket it, and it it will do that all day for me, and I won't have to recharge it every single day or every four hours. So this is that's why I use this vape. They, the they make the volcano, right? They do, yeah. it's the and and it's like the volcano vapor, just out of my out of my pocket. This isn't a history show, but the volcano was at the very first. It probably wasn't the first, but it was the famous vaporizer. It's yeah, it's it's one of the most famous. It's been around for twenty years now. Wow. I think I think they had their twenty year anniversary this year. 
the, the whole point of it is using your lungs as a delivery mechanism for, you know, medicine, which people have smoked tobacco for probably hundreds of years, if not thousands. So we always knew that, that it was a way to get things into your bloodstream. But there's probably still some resistance out there to the idea that you're, you're delivering medicine through your lungs. There is. I mean, there's, there's, always, there's always that type of resistance. And I think vapes have been around, for that matter, almost as long as, uh, you know, smoking. The, you think so? Like, I, I think they have, they have uh, a history of vaping, like, in cuneiform, like, some sort of, like, vaporizer that they were vaping hash with. In, in the BC times? Really? Technically, how would you do that? Like a hash under glass or... I think they were they were making hash and and burying it or covering it with, with hot rocks. Really? Or something like that. You know something? And just standing there and inhaling. Yeah, I, I forget what the, what the specifics were, but I, I know it's been around for a long time. Hmm. Especially with the hash, like the, the, the traditional hashish. Yeah. I mean, there's been an explosion in technology in the last 20 years, so there's all these different form factors. Um, that's the thing about it. I mean, you have short squat ones, you have tall skinny ones. Um, you can make any kind of form factor, apparently. Yeah, and I, I think we're really on the cusp of the next breakthrough as well. Like, I think right now, with especially with dry herb vapes, we're, we're still stuck in, in the previous interface of vaping where you load a small bowl and vape at it for five to ten minutes. And I, I think I think we're we're about to break through to a point where the experience is more familiar with smoking, where you load a small amount, you vape it once and it's gone and you're high. And I th- I think that's that's the pivot point. I think that's that's when we can cross the line. And I think I think once we leave the vape word behind, I think I think we can we can change the world. You talk about paradigms, and you know smoking is a paradigm. Like you said, everyone knows how to do it. You're going to light it and suck it. Vaping is a little more involved. You're concerned about the temperature. You may or may not get a big cloud. The taste is going to vary according to the temperature. You're talking about sort of a new a new paradigm where it's it's more of a smoking like experience. Yeah, I'm 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 moving towards a make vaping consistent. Uh, getting rid of some of the the variations, getting rid of the the you may not get vapor nonsense, and and there are some vapor manufacturers that still rely on that. Like they they put it in their in their science. Like if you see a vapor, you're wasting vapor, hmm. and that's just their their you know their little crutch to make people okay with three hits of not blowing vapor. <laughs> What is happening there? Is the vapor staying in your lungs, or how come you're not seeing it? I think there's just not enough. Vapor, you know, there's not enough uh, vapor density to to actually produce visible vapor yet with with a lot of these vaporizers. Like they 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 chew into the the herbs so slowly. Like you you take three or four hits and you look at your bowl and it's still fresh and green and it still smells fresh and green. Is it a matter of not heating it um, yeah. enough? Yeah, so it, they're just under underpowered, too slow and not not hot enough. Yeah. yeah, some of the little compact ones maybe that's an issue. Right, yeah. So that's that's really what I what I want. I want I want vapes like this Terp Torch and the, the, the G forty three to be more of the norm, where where a new person can just pack their little bowl, push a button and inhale, and get a big cloud because that's what they're expecting. They ex- they expect a cloud. They expect to to feel something from it. Nobody wants to 
not blow a cloud and wonder, am I feeling anything? They don't, they don't want to hit it two or three times and not blow any clouds and then look at their bowl and think it's green and wonder what they're feeling, you know? Maybe somebody does. Maybe maybe there's some people out there that want to take, you know, a tiny little bowl and make it last all week. I don't know. <laughs> not me. There are people who I think want an immediate dose of CBD, and that's quote-unquote not psychoactive, although it, it does affect your mood, so you would have some sort of psychological reaction to it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that whole not psychoactive thing, I think that's that's something that the CBD industry has, has touted too, too heavily. Not psychoactive. It, it, it's totally psychoactive. If, if it changes your mood, if it releases your anxiety... Anxiety is, is part of your, your psyche, right? Tommy Chong or somebody said, you know, all cannabis is medicinal. It's Right. I totally agree with that. The same thing with, with there's no such thing as a bad mushroom trip. Like, you see what you need to see. You, you experience what you need to experience. Happens for a reason. Do you have a favorite between conduction and convection, or do you prefer hybrids? Or Normally I prefer hybrids just because they're quick. Like, the there's a benefit to heating the bowl as well as having the convection heat. Uh, it's quicker to vapor, so like the Mighty and the Crafty are both hybrids. Uh, even the new Volcano Hybrid is is a hybrid. So the, the improved Volcano that they put out two years ago is is now hybrid. So convection as a pure purity is is nice. Uh, and when it's extreme, it's great. Like this, the Terp Torch here that you have in front of you, uh, that right there is the most powerful vape on the market, and it's 100% convection. And it's also less than $200. Hmm. So, like, the Volcano Hybrid, $700. Wow. Terp Torch is 160 with the stand, and it's the most powerful, most impactful vaporizer you can get. You can get m- something more powerful if you want to modify and build yourself, but as far as buying the most impactful, that's the one. Off the shelf. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite strain of cannabis? I do. XJ13 is is my favorite. I, and I vape a lot of sativas. And XJ13 is, is one of my absolute favorites. It's a Jack Herrer and G13 Haze crossed. And I've been buying it locally. It's probably the, one of the... I probably have 108th jars on my shelf behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I usually buy by the ounce or, or grow my own. But I can only buy this XJ13 by the 8th, and I've been been buying it by the 8th for a few years now. That's, that's too bad. You have to buy it in small amounts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's one of those things about the California recreational market. Uh, the They don't necessarily cater to people that use a lot or use medicinally. Like, if, you, if you're smoking more than an ounce a month, recreational is going to hurt you. Yeah. Do you get your card? Have you? I do. Yeah. I, I did get my card, and uh, I'm still buying medicinal and, and growing my own. Yeah. Uh, and after after growing my own last year, it's uh, it's hard to go back to buying homegrown. Is so much better. It's a nice option. And then, so with your ABV, you've already been vaped. Do you make that into a butter, or how do you use that? Oh, I have I have a lot of ABV right now, and I've done a few different things with it. I've water cured it because. Eating it by itself will certainly get you high again. But for me, because my tolerance is so high, I think, I have to eat quite a bit of, of the ABV. Uh, I get, like, an indigestion, and I get, like, the weed burps, and it's just 
uncomfortable. So I've, I've been washing it, trying to, to get the flavor away, and then uh, making like an alcohol tincture, uh, or, or butter, or coconut oil capsules. A lot of different ways to go about it. And that's that's what's really great about, about vaping, is you get that, that extra extra usage from your marijuana. You get high, high from multiple times. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that, but you're really going to stretch your budget. I mean, once you make the investment into as many vaporizers as you need, then your budget's going to go further with your cannabis. Yeah, yeah, you can, you can definitely get a lot, a lot more for your money. I mean, vapes are already that way. So, I mean, you're already using a smaller amount, and you're getting higher from from that amount than you would if you had been smoking. So, I mean, vapes vapes are value-oriented, but I just want to say a, a lot of people do find that they just end up vaping more. Like, they, they, they switch to vapes, so they, they will consume less, but then because of the, the newfound clarities and, and the they find that they can be they can be medicated more often because they're not they're not sedated and they're not stinky. They just end up consuming the same amount of marijuana as they were before, but they just enjoy it more. At least from people that I have talked to that are close to me. Yeah. When they when they switch to vaping full time, they their consumption goes down for a while, but then it it goes back up. Well, it sounds like for you, it's it's a more active thing. It's when you talk about sedation, a lot of times people think about being couch locked, and that's the old mindset of people who smoke is they're stoners and they're slackers and they lay around doing nothing. But you're talking about kind of being more active and being able to dial in the effects of the terpenes and cannabinoids and finding your own yeah. high. Yeah, and I don't know how much of, of the lazy stoner thing is, like, preemptive. Like, I mean, if you want to be lazy, if you want to get high and be lazy, you're going to get high and be lazy. If you want to if you want to get high and be productive, you're probably going to get high and be productive. Uh, sativas certainly help me. <laughs> you know, I, I, I wake and bake every day. I, I usually wake up and I'll, I'll make coffee and come down here and check my email and, and vape a few bowls before I, I get active. But it's part of the routine. And I, th- and I think the routine is probably more important than than the strain, but for for certain, uh, I, I lean on sativas heavily. So I always have you know Jack Hair and Lemon Jack and XJ13, and uh, w- when I when I was first starting to use medicinally, uh, I did have to be specific with my temperatures. Like I would vape at 370 or 390. I would watch the dabs, like during the day. If I if I would have a sativa sativa dab during the day, sometimes I might get a little too paranoid. Sometimes my boss might ask me what's going on, you know. <laughs> uh, but you know, keeping the temperatures realistic could totally be a medicinal user all day on sativa. And the rest of the world probably wouldn't know any better. Yeah. So you like the Dynavap and the Crafty, they have the quality materials you like. For a beginner, would you tell them to look for a, a, something with a glass airway or ceramic, or would you say look for a hybrid? Or It's pretty much discretionary. I mean, it, know what you're looking for, right? Yeah, know, know what you're looking for. And, and really right now that, that boils down to deciding if you want a session-style vaporizer, like a vaporizer that you pack you know, 
a, a bowl with at point one, and then vape on it for three to ten minutes. You know, as a session, like a, you you sit down and you consume that that marijuana in several hits. Or if you want an experience where you you pack a bowl and, and hit it once and, and go on your way, maybe you come back and hit it again because there are there are on demand vaporizers, uh, but that's. There, there are a bunch of missing, missing experiences that in, of functionality. So, if you want on demand, there, there are there are some experiences that you have to learn. You have to learn to deal with, you know, the the Dynavap heating, or you need to learn how to hit the Firefly, or the vaporizers that provide the the you hit it and put it back in your pocket are either going to be expensive or they're going to have some unicycle factor. Like you got to learn to ride the unicycle. Yeah, like the Dynavap. It's like it's like a little unicycle. You learn to ride it, you're cool as shit. You ride around town juggling. You know, you're you're a badass motherfucker with your, <laughs> with your Dynavap. But the first time you use it, you're you're trying to ride a bike with one wheel. <laughs> trying to find your balance. Yeah. Well, and it also strikes me that when you talk about session, that might be more of a social scenario where you're with a friend or a partner or something. If it's more of an on-demand thing. Maybe you want it to be more discreet, just want a one hit that is going to hit you medicinally, and then you're going to go do what you're going to do. But is there a ritual involved? I mean, there's part of what we liked about smoking joints back in the day was, you know, the ritual, cleaning it, yeah. rolling it up, all that. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's one of the big things with vapes, too, the ritual. Uh, like this vape I'm using now is very ritualistic with the, you know, taking the screen. I'm using the G43 for your listeners who can't see the video. The, I take the screen out, I, I load it, I stir it in between hits. When it's done, I, I empty it into my, my little needle drop, needle drop to bowler. Made out of an old record, by the way. Nice. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's very much a ritual to it, uh, to, you know, even taking apart the nug. And I, I, think, I think the vape ritual is even more ritualistic. Because with smoking, you end up taking, like, a, a big nug, you grind up the whole thing or break up the whole thing and then you roll the whole thing into paper with with a vaporizer i take i take my nug out and i I break off small chunks of nug and i only grind half my nug and then what's left in my grinder stays on my grinder i I use my grinder as my little storage container in between bowls so it's uh it's very much a uh a therapy of ritual with, with the cannabis. Yeah, there's a lot of steps involved, and then there is something left at the end, too, that you can carry on to something else. And yeah. 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 You, you burn a joint, and it's, it's gone. <laughs> I smoked a joint the other night. I, uh, I got a bunch of samples from, from a dispensary order, and I like to keep my perspective. You know, I like to smoke every once in a while, and around halfway through, I, I found myself... Like wanting to to give up already. I'm like, ah, that's enough. You know, like I felt like stomping it out. My fingers smelled funny, and my breath smelled funny, and my mustache smelled funny. My wife made me take a shower before going to bed. <laughs> you do get stinky with a joint for sure. Yeah, it, I mean, it it was a nice taste, and I always enjoyed smoking. I, I started smoking pretty young, but the yeah, the smell was such a turnoff. Do you cough when you're vaping? I do, I do. Not but always. Not as much as smoking. I don't know. I mean, uh, I know enough about statistics to to not make a call on that one. But uh, I definitely cough. 
and I know I know there are times where I cough off of less vapor so the the whole coughing thing isn't always correlated with um, with heat or with potency like there there are times where I've hit a vaporizer that makes me cough even if it's not potent Mm-hmm. And there are times where, where I'll hit like the Terp Torch or my SSV43 or the G43, and it'll be the the thickest, most just ridiculous amount of vapor ever seen, and it'll feel so smooth and and rewarding and and satisfying. There will be no coughing about wow. it. So it's it's not just about like the vapor. There's there's like a there's a harshness factor and a heat factor and like how the how the vapor rolls and tumbles and the turbulence and so science. once you find that you you're probably trying to recreate that that perfect cloud yeah and that that's really where these these ball vapes come in where these these vapes that are packed full of glass balls to produce the convection heat there's something to them there's something to them the the convection that's really turbulent and thoroughly heated by all of the calories in those those glass balls, does it differently? It, it produces a different vapor than the traditional like convection heater that's in the mighty. Yeah. Because this convection heater that's in the mighty is basically a, a metal spiral. So mm-hmm. it's just a metal tube that's wrapped around a, a heater. There's only so much surface area to to collect calories of heat, but with this vape, there's you know 73 millimeter balls that are all the same temperature. And the surface area of every single ball becomes the surface area of the convection heater. So the air goes in, and instead of following one tube, it divides amongst hundreds of balls in their surface area and pulls heat continuously as it turbulences through all of these balls. So every single piece of air coming through this, this hot balled heater is, is thoroughly heated, whereas a traditional convection heater with just a tube, you know, really only the air that's adequately running through the, the surface gets it. So the physics of it, the, the molecules are more exposed to heat. Yeah. You're just getting a... There's, there's, a lot, uh, there's a lot more heat calories retained in the heater of the glass balls than there is in any other convection heater. And uh, the glass ball heater releases all of those heat calories very quickly. Mm-hmm. So the time to vapor with a, a bald vape is shorter. You know, a lot of convection vapes, especially the traditional ones on the market, you'd have to draw really slow mm-hmm. to get vapor. If you wanted a milky, milky hit, you had to draw slow to heat up your bowl and then puff on it a little bit, kind of chief it around. You had to, to, to make your vaporizer work for you. These new new ball vapes, you just you just hit it. You hit it as hard as hard as you can, as hard as you want. Mine's turned down to the wrong temperature right now. But yeah, you, you just you just rip on it, and the the vapor starts immediately. And it's really dense. Oh wow, yeah. Super satisfying. I get an impact right away. It's it's vapor that looks like smoke. It lingers and rolls. It, it has volume and all kinds of other things. It tastes incredible. That hit that I just had right there was so much more flavorful than anything that smoke has ever provided. And these ball vapes can extract your dry herb so quickly 
and efficiently and thoroughly in one hit that you'll actually get more impact from dry herb than a traditional dab. I'm well, sure if you're into dabbing, but... Yeah, no, I've not dabbed. But technically, we understand that. It's a little unwieldy, though, totally. to have like this soldering iron and, <laughs> and a bong. Do you see anyone working on adapting that to more of a portable, friendlier form factor? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the Terp Torch guy, Brian, Terp Torch Brian, is, is working on, on a portable version of this. Uh, this this one right here is the one really that kind of inspired all the G43, and this was a portable vape kinda, uh, and he's he's working on a portable version. Uh, this this ball tech is kind of emerging right now. So it it just started happening this year, in 2020, maybe 2019 was the first ball vape and kind of started picking up and. Uh, it's a new thing. So as as like the the Chinese manufacturers start copying this technology, we may see something magical even for fifty bucks or a hundred bucks in head shops near you. Interesting. That, that copy these glass balls. Hopefully. So we talked a little about the lungs as a delivery mechanism for medicine. What do you say to people who are concerned about? Well, your lungs weren't built for that. And we talked a little about the fact that after about ten years of pen style vaping and box mods, we discovered that there was a downside to nicotine abatement style vaping. Do you see any potential harmful effects of vaping in this dryer vaping? I certainly see potential for, for harm, especially where anything involving habit. And merely replacing one habit for another uh, isn't necessarily a safer thing. But in terms of harm reduction, uh, vaping is is at least less harmful than smoking. Mm-hmm. So I feel pretty confident with that. Uh, in terms of, of, of staying as safe as possible, though, uh, eliminate unknowns. That would be my advice. So stay away from anything unknown. And cartridges are often more more unknown than known. Like you, you rarely know what extraction methods are being used. You rarely know where your plants come from. You rarely know what other materials are being used. That's a good point. And like, if you are growing at home, you know if it's organic. You know there's no pesticides. It's not pulling toxins out of the ground. It's farm to lung, basically. Yeah, yeah. And and even with with just vaping regular dry herb instead of cartridges. You can tell when when you have quality flour. Like if you if you got shitty flour, and, and I, I realize we're we're not in a, a fully legal world, and not everybody has access to good quality legally grown marijuana. But usually you can tell, like with your products, if it's something bad. If it smells if it smells bad, don't don't smoke it, don't vape it, don't ingest it. Not everybody has that luxury. Yeah. But I think it's a good point. Harm reduction is something we're all concerned about. I mean, there's a lot of people abusing a lot of substances. You know, it could be alcohol, it could be opiates. This is a way to change your state, but the more you know about it, the more you can control it and do it in a manner that is as safe as you can make it. That's right. That's right. Uh, And the habit-forming thing is is one of the things that that, uh, I'm I'm, I'm struggling with because I I vape so much marijuana medicinally. I, I, I vape all day that I literally uh, conform the habit. Like, 
like I, I, I want to vape even if I don't need to medicate. Like if I take a bunch of edibles, I'll, I can be as high, as high as I need to be without needing to vape. I'll still have the urge to vape because it's at this point for me, it's almost just like vaping an e-cigarette, you know, like I've, I've vaped so much and so frequently that like I just have a vaping habit. Right. Like we said, it's a ritual and yeah, yeah you, you can get very accustomed to the rituals in your life. Yeah. I took a break from drinking in October and, uh, one of the things I noticed was I th- sometimes it was out of boredom. It wasn't even anxiety. And there was a lot of anxiety in October. <laughs> you know, COVID and elections and all that. If you just are more intentional about it. And I think taking a break is, is a good thing for almost any kind of habit. You know, I've been a runner for decades, but I, I give my knees a break, and I think that's a positive. <laughs> I've, I've been taking a break from running since high school. <laughs> Troy, is there anything um, we haven't covered that we should? I don't think so. I think uh, we can leave we can leave uh, some things open for possible future episode. Yeah, uh, we can find you online at the 420 Vape Zone. Yeah, 420VapeZone.com. There's a, a forums there. There's a Discord. So it's a big community for for people that are into vapes or just getting started with vapes. A lot of passionate people that are willing to help out and talk about their experiences in the forums and in the Discord. I'm moving from YouTube, putting my videos up on 420 Zone as my destination, so that's the best place to subscribe. And I'm working to open up a, my own vape store here pretty soon. Cool. So we'll look for that in, in 2021? By then, hopefully. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's coming up, so we'll definitely uh, put a link to that in the show notes. And uh, Thank you for sharing your expertise. Um, there's a lot of curiosity about this, and again, I think from a harm reduction standpoint, there's a lot of people who are interested in it, so glad to help get the word out. Hell yeah, glad to help. Thanks, Troy. Thank you. You've been listening to the Cannaboom Podcast with host Tom Stacy. If you like the show and want to know more, please check us out at Cannaboom, with a K, dot com. And please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. See you next week.